found a place of near total darkness where the others with their wild noise cannot disturb her, and here she can think about the messages. They wait and circle forever. Forever? No. The time is coming, that's the key. Unity in orbit. The messages are clear, together, where they belong, and then there will be no walls between them, no walls that matter, and the noise. The intruders are gone or hiding. Could they hide? Could they leave? There's nowhere to go, no escape from Aurora. There's no way out, there are only walls, and beyond them, there's nothing but distance and darkness and time. The intruders are dead, on the other side, with nothing to decompose their bodies. They'll lie there forever. Not forever. She'll find a way to clean the interfaces. The noise and everything in the way, it's just a matter of time and persistence in the others. Their numbers always grow. If they can be controlled, if they can be controlled. It's what Unity would want. An army, modest, a start, not forever. Before, 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 the messages said there was time. She can be patient, she's been so patient, but not forever. The signal gets stronger every time. The signal knows what to do and she will be ready with an army and the intruders will be dead. Gift. But it's the walls, isn't it? The signal is plenty of power, infinite power, and it can reach on and on forever beyond distance and light and time, and there are no rules for divinity, but, but, divinity itself is the wall, the attenuation, the resistance they must overcome. She waits, not forever, and they poke holes and we ride, ride, and the wild noise doesn't matter to her because she knows it has to end soon. She scratches out the messages to help her remember. When the pieces don't fit right and she can't hear the signal because it isn't fair, she'll be there waiting, and it will be glorious. Satisfied, she climbs out of her hiding spot, back into the light and the noise. She resumes her patrols. Patient, but not forever. This is Pot Against the Machine. against the machine. Welcome back to Pot Against the Machine, the only actual play podcast where you can swim in a radioactive waterfall and then dry off with a warm, cozy towel of lichen. I'm your host, and here's everybody. I'm not liking this at all, man. See, it makes me want to go outside and do a do a, some sort of forest walk, but then I imagine in radioactive water, and that seems like less fun. Also, I think going immediately from the water to the lichen, radioactive or not, is like very gross, which is maybe why I can't go camping. Like, I don't want my wet skin to touch a plant, you know? That's how they get you. Well, luckily, lichen's a fungus. <laughs> Hello. Actually, lichen is <laughs> partly a plant. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hey. It's a plungus. Hello. It's a, a plungus. <laughs> There's a plungus among yeah. us. Ep title. Mm-hmm. Good night. This is, we could do a bottle episode of all of our plant friend fungus jokes. And anything we may have made about the manticore radioactivity. <laughs> you know, this reminds me of that one time. Blades in the Dark offers that a little bit with its like flashback system, which I think is cool. Uh, I haven't really played it mm-hmm. extensively, though. But I do, I do love that. Um, but you know what I don't love? This. 
where we are on Roll20. Yeah. <laughs> like what? The sort of the ennui in general? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can fill in the blank there, and you definitely checked my box with the general ennui and malaise. But I mean this. These grassy steps of terror. Steps with an extra E. Mm, oh, yes. Double P. Yep. Yeah, that, that one, thank you. And not <laughs> steeps. <laughs> steeps. <laughs> Uh, so, last time on the program, not a whole lot happened. After freeing Basari, um, you did get re-attacked by the Walzil, who, um, you know, he was his normal friendly old self, but this time he actually went down, uh, retreated into the wall, tried to re-emerge for another ambush, and died for it. So, um, with him taken care of, you did some... So I'm exploring of the cave. Uh, Basari sh- showed you around a little bit, told you what all the rooms were for, showed you the cool place where uh, they blew up a chunk of the place to kill a bunch of um, Zill that were coming after them. You know, good times, good memories, all good stuff. Then you headed forth through the back end of the mine to the recently uncovered cavern, which it turned out was thousands of feet of tunnel circling around and down into the darkness until it slowly became filled with radioactive water and lichen. A couple quick fort saves later, Alwyn's got radiation poisoning. So that's fun. It's fine. And um, then you found your way out into this huge cavern that is lit only by the radioactive glow of an underground river. Again, just fun, fun stuff. You also found that the best way down to the bottom of this cavern, where there appears to be some kind of building, um, basically involves crisscrossing that waterfall of radioactive water and climbing down a, a rather steep rock face. So, you know, you made your way down, no big problem, until some rather spidery or um, climbing-friendly Zills uh, burst forth, started spitting acid at you, um, did a number on Basari, your new friend, and um, that's where we are now, still in the middle of initiative. So, um, who in the party is prone right now at the bottom of a cliff? I'm in the prone zone. You know it. Same. Nice, nice. I think I might be. I don't remember if I've been you, down here long enough you, to stand up or not. You also got prone zoned. Uh, I'm pretty sure the three okay. of us dropped in rapid succession. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to say I'm not yet prone because I haven't jumped. So unless I was knocked down by something, which is unlikely, <laughs> uh, I'm good. Yeah, so Kira is about 15 feet above the rest of the group with a bow for some reason. And everyone, everyone else is at the bottom of a little cliff. Um, laying down, except Basari, who is standing at a very precarious edge, uh, flanked by uh, two spidery zills, one of whom is on a little island and currently blinded. The other one is right next to her, you know, probably about to kill her. There is also, weirdly, on the ground right near Asher, a grenade launcher? I don't know what that's about. It's probably a trap I should throw into the river. Yeah. Uh, you forgot to mention when we put weapon cords on uh, the the hammer and attach them to uh, Kira, 
Like, so she's got it, but it's like a bathroom key at like a cafe or something. It's got something wacky attached <laughs> to it. So she can't, if she falls. An entire bottle. Yeah, that, that, that hammer stays. She can go straight over the edge. But <clears throat> mm-hmm. Makes sense. Important to mention. Um, so why don't we jump right back into initiative? It is Alowin's turn first. Uh, okay. Uh, Alowin is going to stand up. And he is going to cast, uh, you know what? Right now he's not going to do anything to that closer Zill because he doesn't want to mess with anything else that might be needing issue. He's just going to cast Minute Meteor at the uh, other Zill. So that is a uh, spell resistance, correct? Because we decided, though, since that's a spell-like ability, it has it. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, that is blind. a 19 on the die, so that makes it. And then the Zill uh, on the little floating island has to make a, uh, I believe, was it a reflex save? It is a reflex I know my yeah. abilities. Now, is reflex save is weirdly not harmed by being blind? Is that right? I think that's the case. I'm turning it on right now. It like takes away from your skills and stuff. Yeah, it does not. It yeah, affects it's weird. Your AC, I don't think it does it affect reflex, which is really weird because you would think it should, but I don't think it does. It does not, uh, according to Hero Lab. Yeah. Well, 29 on the reflex save. Yes. Uh, yes, which I just believe barely. means he just doesn't take anything. Yeah. Reflex egg negates this damage entirely, yes. Oh. So he is perfectly fine, and that is Alwyn's turn. So this, the, the Zill that's blinded should probably roll a d8 to see in what direction they jump, right? That's, mm. that's how blinded works? Probably. <laughs> Let's see, the blinded Zill is, um... I mean, I think he's, he's not confused or anything. He's gonna kind of wait patiently here and make his will save at the end of the turn to get rid of that blindness. That's a 23. Uh, 23 will pass. Alright. So he is not blind. Unblind. Alright, and that's gonna be the end of his turn because he basically just waited to be able to see. Asher, you're up. Asari will surely be killed if you do not do something to save her right now. Oh, okay, I'll save her. Phew. Yeah, uh, first, Asher is going to uh, reach as his move action, still prone, into the into Alowin's square to pick up, just to make sure he holds on to that grenade launcher. Uh, you think surely he's gonna fire it, but instead he's like, I know this works. And he levels his ring of the ram at the blue skitter spawn and unleashes a ranged attack uh, against it with this command word that he activates. It's like, I don't know why they told me to say this, but maybe Kaye? Uh, and uh, as he utters that magical arcane phrase uh, he gets a uh, 24 23 to hit 
Yeah, 23 will hit. Is there spell resistance on the Ring of the Ram? If it's not like a spell. Um, it's just a bull rush. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, so it. it's so it's gonna take as he as he first tries it, he just uses one charge. Uh because he doesn't Yep. He's not quite sure how successful it's going to be yet, so we're just starting with one charge. So it is going to take a d6 of damage. I'll roll that. Uh, max six points of force damage to blue. All right. And then a bull rush. I'm going to go ahead and throw a sky metal on this bull rush. So that is going to make it a uh, plus 21 to this roll. <laughs> All right. And I rolled an 11, so it's a 32 against its CMD. Um, it is bull rushed. Yay! Awesome. So, uh, how much, though? Uh, what was the total? 32. 32, so that beats it by more than 5, but not more than 10. So 10 feet back. Alright, so all the way onto the island. Hoping to get either I 5 don't know or 15 about and that. knock it so, into a yeah, that's, that's really the thing. Yeah, we I mean, talked about this. Because, like, I mean, really, theoretically, they fly over this gap and gravity. Newton, man. You know, I think... It- well, I guess the question is, is it, like, Wuxia knocked into the air? Or does it, like, slide back like something hit it? Because if it's the second one, it should absolutely fall into the water. But if it's the first one, I could see it, like, being launched and landing. All right, we're going to let it rule of cool here. And it falls into the water. Woohoo! Yes. <laughs> and it says, "Oh, I'm wet now, and I'm totally immune to radioactivity." <laughs> and it just stands up sideways on the waterfall. And it's just like this is fine. Off. <laughs> and we'll see what happens to that on its turn. Is that everything for Asher? Um, everything except uh, I'm just gonna do a quick knowledge geography to see if there's any way to tell. Uh, with the distance of everything we were we were traveling, are we like in the darklands? Are we just was it mostly horizontal and not a, not far enough down? For, I mean, I don't I don't know if I, if we're gonna go down to the citadel and Seth's gonna be like, hey, you suck. <laughs> yeah, if you want to roll that geography, I do. I did twenty two. Um, well, I think you know that for the most part. Um, while you were like slanted down um you weren't like traveling directly down underground so you're not super deep right now now this whole waterfall is taking you another 160 feet underground but you're still largely up above where narvoth would start you would think yeah we're still on like purdy town county until we see the sign (laughs) yeah awesome cool that's it for asher thank you all right, let's see what we got here. Basari is up. She is going to try to take her stab with power attack at her dear friend, uh, the Redzil, who's no longer blinded, sadly. And that's going to miss. And then Basari is going to she's going to say, "I'm going to um yeah." And she's just going to dip on out of there just a little bit get, get some leaves get some yeah, space like, and her icon disappears <laughs> and um then kira's up um well my friends have not moved that far so i'm gonna just keep this advantage and keep shooting at the red guy 
with the bow until I have a chance to hit it with something else. How far is it from me? That's not awesome. That is not, that's not looking great. Um, that is a, wait for it, 15 to hit? Does a 15 do anything? Uh, 15 will uh, not 15 hit. 15 on uh, red. Uh, 15 won't hit. Incorporating that, you know, slight, I have advantage because I'm on the higher ground situation. Yeah, I mean, if you were firing a gun, we'd be, we'd be talking, but... Oh, I mean, it was just blind. It might have forgotten nothing. she's there, and now she's now it's flat-footed to her. <laughs> that doesn't have object permanence. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, right. a well-known flaw of the Zill people. Oh, well, that is if a six on the die didn't hit, a four will also not hit. So I'm going to hang out right here. All right. And that is going to take us to Blue. Blue is going to make a next-to-impossible swim check to try to swim up a waterfall. <laughs> it does not pass. Does he have Zora's armor? Because that makes it <laughs> Blue is also um, going to make a pretty important fortitude save. That doesn't go so great either. Blue doesn't look great as it washes down the waterfall and effectively, we're not gonna have to worry about Blue any longer. Aha! As it's going to be dumped into the river and dying of radiation poisoning. Yikes. Goodbye, Earl. Until it emerges five episodes later <laughs> as a kaiju. Super Zill. <laughs> All right, and uh, that'll bring us to Brixby. Oh, boy. Um, Brixby is not particularly effective right now. Um, I think he's going to uh, move action, stand up. Standard action, ready to uh, cast a spell on red if they pop on over to our step. And that is Brixby's turn. How about Alwyn? Uh, Alwyn, let's see. Do you have anything worth doing other than, uh, hey, this might do something. Uh, okay, so he is going to attempt to cast a spell on it. Uh, oh wait, not cast it's a constant uh, versus SR. Oh, that's only a 14 versus SR, so that's probably a fail. That will fizzle. Uh, then he, you see him wave his hand towards it, but nothing happens. And he just says, I'm not really a fan of the way magic doesn't work on him. And that will be his turn. All right, so let's see here. Red finally has his spit back. So I think he's just gonna try to spit some acid at Asher, the nearest target. Uh, 18 versus touch? Uh, yes, that will hit. Okay. Just some quick acid damage, no problem, no worries. Pretty is good my roll. touch increased by being prone against his range attack, or is it just it your It does. Yeah, your AC is improved by being prone versus uh, all range attacks. Because that would that would bring my touch if all of it goes up by four. That brings my touch to nineteen. All right. Ooh. Well, then never mind, you meanie. Spit sails right over your body. Yeah, and it's it hits Alwyn. <laughs> oh no! Uh, it's radioactive. <laughs> Alwyn just melts. 
Oh, it starts hatching the babies prematurely. Oh no, the babies. <laughs> they love the acid. It's like formula. Just hits him in the face and it looks like that scene when they open the box in Raiders. Mm. Oh god. <laughs> Alright, and Asher is up. Now Asher's knowing how few charges he has on this thing. I was like, there's only one target. Maybe I'll just hang on to this grenade launcher uh, instead. Uh, and so he'll <laughs> I guess he'll just drop the grenade launcher so that he can fire his gun. And it tumbles down the cliff into the river. Asher, as a move action, will sheathe the grenade launcher (laughs) into his grenade launcher harness that he fashioned (laughs) in the layers of his desert wrappings. Uh, And uh, will take just a single deadly aim shot since otherwise it's going to just fall. The grenade launcher will fall. Well, almost, but not quite a misfire. Uh, that is only a only a 13 against touch. Ah, I feel like it just missed it by one. Uh, yeah, weirdly, you know, it just almost, it almost doesn't If I hadn't count. been greedy and deadly aimed, then I would have hit. But this is a lesson, children. That's why Troy never power attacks. Uh, and yeah, that is, uh, I'll, I'll use my Swifty to will a mundane round into my gun for next round. Um, Basari is going to ready an attack should the Zill come within 10 feet. She's going to stab it. uh, Kira. Mm -hmm. So Kira is still up on the top ledge above all of her friends. The blue Zill is no longer an issue thanks to uh, Asher's ingenuity. Um, She's real tempted to make just a, a running jump onto that little nubbin and, and you know, take care of the red guy up close. Classic um, nub jump. <laughs> we, we love a nub jump. Jump over and just Sparta kick him into the ocean. It'd be yeah. so fun. But uh, and she's seen Asher do it enough times that she knows that she's not, her dex is just not there. So I think that she'll just, like, drop down, I guess. Um... Yeah, that's fine. Can I can I put away the bow and also drop? I guess have to or do I drop the bow over the edge there? And I don't know if I want to keep using the bow. I am not a fan of the bow. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. just toss the bow down. Um, can I put it away and also jump down? Or th- those are two like move adjacent moves. Yeah, one I mean, is a that, standard. That's one is a basically move? two move actions. Two move actions. Okay, got it. So, um, yeah, I guess I'll just toss the bow down and then also do that thing we discussed last week where she attempts, like, a jump fall down because climbing is not good. Yes. Acrobatics to try and reduce the fall damage. Uh, Okay, so I've rolled three times tonight. Uh, The first one was a six, the second was a four, and this is a two. So um, I'm assuming I collapse in a pile of bone. Oh, you just take 2d6 damage and are thrown. You land on top of Asher yeah, and all of the like guns go off. <laughs> yeah, and you Asher take dies. 9 damage, you land on Asher, and every single gun fires into you, So, and they're all deadly aim, and um, smite half-orc. And I'm healed. They're the healing bullets. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's 9 falling damage. You're prone. Yeah, I got it. 
Uh, nine falling damage prone. Great. And uh, Brixby. Oh, man. Yeah, this really isn't Brixby's fight. I don't want to waste spells. I have very little that are actually doing damage at this point, and I can't, cannot get any sneak attack where I'm at. I wish he was blind. So, Brixby's, I know that I'm the last one in initiative order, technically, but I'm going to delay um, and then pop in a little bit later. All right, Alwyn's up. Uh, Alwyn is going to attempt to get past this thing spell resistance again uh that's slightly better that is a nine on the die for two points higher than before that is a 15 against spell resistance or no a 16 against spell resistance nope not gonna do it okay luckily i can do this six more times before i'm out of level one sorcerer (laughs) slot so that's gonna be his turn all right and red is uh feeling kind of confident right now because you're all just missing and missing and missing gonna make a quick acrobatics check yeah get my face red natural 20 on the acrobatics check it jumps into kira's face and it's just gonna go for the one claw just one uh 30 30 to hit yeah 30 to me on in this game that we're playing yeah i guess that'll do it that's fine all right um six damage plus that Free attempt to grab. Uh, 26 on the grapple. Um, does being prone change grappling things at all? Uh, probably makes you a little bit worse at not being grappled. As predicted. Grabbed. All right. This thing's winning. Asher's up. Asher will stand uh, now that he has a prone half work in front of him uh, and will level his pistol and try and hit a, another single deadly aim shot anyway. Uh, gonna roll this old chunky boy, Professor's Ghost, d20 from Dyson. There we go, 12 on the dice for a 21 against Touch AC. That will hit. Middling uh, nine points of damage. Well, not bad, it's the first time it's been hit in quite a while. Oh, oh thank you for adding the quite a while because I didn't remember. <laughs> If that was, I mean, just, it's been a week. Well, no, if it was the first time I'd have been hit, I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> and have a big old group family photo of Kira's getting incubated, too. <laughs> oh, no. Well, um, now that it's got Kira grappled, uh, Basari is going to bravely step up to still being so um, safe from this thing and try to stab it from 10 feet away. Natural one. Basari is oh, having a Basari. bad day. Honey, Kira grappled and prone, just kind of like lifts her face from the dirt along with me like, you're doing great, sweetheart, just hang in there. It doesn't feel great. <laughs> yeah, well, you're one to talk. Um, Kira's up. Ooh, all right. Um, I want to stand and de-grapple myself. Uh, yeah, because I don't want to shoot this bow from the ground and prone. That's, that's just terrible. Uh, can I do, mm-mm. can I stand while grappled? Is that um, a thing that can happen? Probably not. You probably have okay, to. Okay, so I want to de-grapple first. De-grapple first. Oh, and my CMB is going to be all gross because I'm grappled. That's actually not as bad as I thought. Uh, let's see. It's going to be a 22 to de-grapple. Nope. Still grappled. Uh, still grappled. Uh, well, this has been fun. This is a bad situation for uh, Kira. 
It's like not awful. She's not gonna die. She just doesn't get to hit anything. I mean, she's, she's not gonna pretty, die, Sam. She's pretty close to that edge of the radioactive waterfall. Oh, what is it? What is it gonna drag me in? Knock on wood. That would also have to die then. So like, don't do that. Don't. Noted. Um, uh, all right, Brixby's up. Brixby has gone a full round of delaying and still has no idea <laughs> what's still. Brixby doesn't have glitter dust too, does he? Uh, I'd have to. I'd have to pull it from my my arcane box. Oh, it wasn't prepared today. Yeah, yeah. no. I and I'm trying to reserve that in case anything, because I have all my level three spells and that bad boy and my pearl of power still in case anything terrible happens. But like. No. You could run into Kira's square and stab it. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I still have my rapier out. Um, so I'd have to stand up, pull it, ah. and then move over there, right? I forgot so. you're still prone. No, wait, I, I am I stood up on my turn and then I because I stood up and readied for action one and then I delayed for action two. So I do have it, uh, most likely. So you know what? Let's move up. Get into Kira's square. So Brixby, uh, astride his disc. We're going to figure out how this works. Bops his disc just over, like hits Alwyn in the head, lying on the ground or whatever. <laughs> cruises around Asher. Occupies Kira's grappled square and takes a swing with his rapier. Um, totally didn't get that series of actions from our GM. So let's just uh, roll the hit. That's a 24 against this bad boy. Uh, 24 will hit. Excellent. Let's roll that rapier damage. Here it comes. Mm. Oh, but don't you worry. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> One point of rapier damage. Yeah. And seven points of sneak attack. Pretty suboptimal rolling on my part there. Oh, so not that is too eight shabby. in total. And that'll end Bricks Bean's turn. All right. Alwyn. Hey, there's an 18 on the die. So that is actually concerning out that natural 19 before wouldn't have done it. Would 20, 26 beats it, right? Oh, yeah. I assume you're talking And SR? 25 beats it? Yeah. Yeah, SR. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then you need to make me a DC 17 versus what? A will save. Not the most willful little creature, but I did. Yeah, what is the will of the Zill? I did roll well. Yeah. You're looking at a 23 on the save. Mm-hmm. That beats it. Though your Zill is not confused. Uh, that will be Alowin's turn. All right. Um, the Zill is going to roll to maintain the grapple real quick. Oh, I thought you were going to say roll into the river. And I was like, that is just spiteful, <laughs> Sam. Uh, it's a, I would be step two. It's a 25 to maintain. You're going to say, <laughs> don't give him uh, ideas. Yeah, 25. 25 is still good. Only because oh. I'm grappled and prone. Well, good news. You and Brixby both get attacks of opportunity as it um, tries to drag Kira just a little bit closer to the edge. <sighs> no. Uh, Basari would also, right? Oh, yeah, Basari also. Um, uh, what am I attacking with, though? I don't think I have... Yeah, I don't think you've got anything you can. I can punch it. Can I punch it? Um, you don't have an improved unarmed strike, so no. 
Mm, I don't. I have a gauntlet, although I guess I don't know if that, like, we wear that all the time. Is it a Spikes gauntlet? Oh, the one that we got from um, Understudy, right? Do you yes. wear that? Mm -hmm. But can't you, can you wield a weapon while you wear that? You can, yeah. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if that's a thing that you can just wear. Yeah, you can, because it's built into, like, the heavier sets of armor. Yeah, so you can swing with the gauntlet. <sighs> Love that for us. It's a 17. I don't actually know if that will do anything, but it's not a zero. Uh, 17 total unlikely. will not hit. Uh, Basari also whiffs. Oh, I rolled a 13 for a 20 versus my grappled foe. Well, since it's grappled, that does hit. Right, here comes the Dimaggio. That is a big one. And there it is. Uh, so that's 13 points of damage with 12 points of sneak attack. On wow, there. that's big. Um, well, it rolls a um, 29 on the reposition to move Kira five feet right up to the edge of the cliff out of Brixby Square. And it is Asher's turn. Clock is ticking. Yeah, so it's not occupying the same square as her. It is, right. it's kind of holding on to her, but in a separate square. Yeah. Uh, Asher will take a five foot step to the southwest and then uh, death throws are going to probably be better than getting thrown into a radioactive river. I'm going to try and kill this thing. Uh, so Kira gets to go before the creature. Asher is going to delay and let Kira have a chance to escape before he tries to blow this creature to smithereens. I think that's the best thing to do. Asher delays. All right. Um, Basari's going to take a... F oh, wait. Asher didn't move, so Basari's just going to take a stab at the creature. And uh, she actually hits it. Hey. So what does she have? 1d12. Yeah, she does pretty good damage there. 14 damage. The skitter spawn is looking really hurt. And Basari is um, going to maybe take a couple steps back. And uh, Kira, you're up. You've got a um, gauntlet. You've got a Zill that's ready to punch you off, right off a cliff. What's the plan? No, it's not ideal. And and still, am I still prone? Yeah, you're still prone. And oh, I really need to stand up. Having fun. Uh, but I can't do that until I break the grapple, and I can't break the grapple because I'm prone. Um, punching it, I don't think is going to be super helpful. But also, can I get out of this grapple? All right, let's try. I'm gonna try and um, overtake the grapple. Yeah, let's do that. Let's see what happens. Over the back of it. Nope, nope, nope. Um, one of these things. Actually, I think I rolled a 17 once. So that was nice. This is not a 17. This is a nine. Um, for oh god, a 14 total. So that does nothing. Right. That's fun. Uh, yeah, hang out here at the edge of the cliff. And Brixby's up. I assume he's just going to jump off the cliff now. Uh, Brixby is <laughs> super worried about the outcome of this situation. He's, I mean, uh, all levity aside, Brixby sees this Zill clutching Kira on the ground, who's probably pretty beat up, maybe like in that scary, like by the hair, by the wrist thing. And by the rules, as written, it's going to step into Kira's square with a five-foot step and is going to make a full attack. 
against old Zilly Do. Zilly Zane here. Here comes the rapier. That is a 13, unfortunately, against my grapple bow with a six off the die. Yeah, that's not gonna do it. And uh, here comes the tailblade. Much less of a chance of this hitting, but it's worth giving. Oh no, I rolled a seven for a nine. Alwyn, take out your gun and shoot it in the head. <laughs> that's that's Brixby's turn. <laughs> he tried. Yeah, this is a uh, got a real episode fourteen situation going on. Alwyn. Uh Alwyn is going to uh glide over and he is going to reach out and attempt to caress it. And that is a 19 on the die to beat spell resistance. Okay. Uh, so give me a... Oh wait, it's a melee touch attack. It's not a... Oh, awesome. This is even better. Okay. That is a 12 on the die. Uh, what is my melee touch? That is a 14 against his grappled touch. Yep. He is touched. Uh, or she he is, is touched. sickened for... She is now sickened for uh, three rounds. Okay. As she is disoriented and can no longer... Let uh, me read it as it says it. Uh, cause a creature to doubt its sense of depth and, direc and direction. So he basically like touches it and everything goes like all wonky and vertigo-y for it. And it is sickened for three rounds. He doesn't like that. Alright. And um, is Asher stepping back into order or is it time yeah. for... <laughs> I didn't <laughs> yes, know if you were just going to let that go. Yeah, well it's sickened now. I'm sure it'll be fine. No, Asher <laughs> will, will take a five foot step back and uh, going to... Seeing two, seeing two of no all all three of his companions are now within f adjacency like five feet of the creature, um, so yeah you should that was from previously yes thank you um, uh, he is going to unleash a full attack rapid shot three shots uh, with uh, his mundane pistol at this creature. Uh, it is going to explode, but I still think it's better than getting thrown into a radioactive river. So, Probably. Uh, I, I know you said it looks bad, but I'm still going to have to go deadly aim because I don't want to take risk uh, rolling a stinking two total damage minimum. Uh, so here goes one, two, three. Okay, uh, so let's just, let's start with roll number one. Uh, that was a 15 against touch. 15 will hit grapple touch. And it does uh, 10 points of damage. All right, it is teetering on the edge. Okay, that's a bummer because my second roll was a misfire. Oh. However, Asher was, was just cranking that hammer anyway. Uh, and my third roll was a 17 on the die. Uh, so it's a 22. I think broken is a minus four, which would still be an 18 against touch. 18 will hit touch. 
Uh, so eight minus two is six points of damage. Six points of damage, eh? Mm-hmm. It had a total of five hit points left. <laughs> oh my god. The this skitter is bad, but good. Collapses time. to the ground. I am going to need reflex saves from everyone in the party as a chemical reaction cascades in the body of this creature as it breathes its last and a shower of acid bursts out in a 20 foot diameter circle let's get some reflex saves let's start with kira who is prone uh, i was gonna say i'm no longer grappled right because it's exploded but i am right. still prone it can't Only... grapple you very well when exploded uh that's beautiful life lesson for all of us Okay, well, um, not hot. That's going to be a nine. This is fine. All right, that's a fail. How about Brixby standing in the same square? I rolled a three for a 12. If it's a spell or spell-like ability, it's a 14. Uh, <laughs> all right, how about Alwyn? Can you be the one surviving party member? Uh, Alowen got a 19 on the die for a 23. All right. Alowen's going to take half damage, and Asher, I assume, gets a 43. Oh, so close. Uh, only 42. a 25. Okay. So, oh, it's only two points lower than Asher? <laughs> I rolled a 12. It's a thing I do? say in my day-to-day life. I say, did you roll like a two? <laughs> All right, so total acid damage for those who failed their save, which I believe is just Kira and Brixby, is 17 damage. (laughs) And then half of that, so 8 damage to Alwyn and Asher and Basari. I think you mean 3 damage to Alwyn. Got far enough away that she was safe. It's like she was being played by someone who knew the radius of the death throws or something. <laughs> we are out of initiative. You are Ooh. up on this radioactive hill. Is there anything on this jumpy jerk? Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, that's right. I forgot loot. Yeah, I don't think these things are carrying anything. They are. They do all their business with claws and bites. It's out there naked and killing. All right. App title. <laughs> Brixby astride his disc uh, does something he could never do which is offer a hand down to Kira as they're prone <laughs> yeah big stuff grab I'll uh just, right, and then just backs up okay. the disc instead of pulling with his body and just uses that to pull Kira up um that was creative thank you uh and then looks out at the water and just barely resists the urge to throw the bow in uh, <laughs> <laughs> it will hang on to this for now so that was terrifying <laughs> yeah so down there there's uh that structure but we've uh we've taken a thorough thrashing Halloween uh looks pretty worse for wear too I feel okay alright great <laughs> so uh I don't know how everyone else feels but um keep going I'd like to go down and at least look at that structure Get a good gauge, and, and we can regroup and reconnoiter if necessary. So, uh, shall we? I just imagine you surf 
down like a big wave. <laughs> um, uh, Cowbunga and stuff. Healing, though. Asher's down 20. Uh, I know Sad. everyone you know, Everyone took a, either 3, 8, or 17. I uh, just get a feeling if I were to quantify it. I feel um, like every time we do this game, the how much is everyone down, I lose, which is fine. That's like that is that is my purpose in life. Yeah. Se- 74, 22, what is that? 52? Oh my God, that's 52. <laughs> that's so many points. <laughs> yeah, perhaps some. Uh... Oh, okay. Uh, Asher feels 11 better. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been rolling as everyone's been talking. I gave myself nine. Asher just got 11, and I have one left. Uh, who's the lowest? Probably Kira, right? Kira, absolutely. Kira, by a lot. Uh, Kira gets seven. Thanks. Here, have some space drugs. Do you still have a channel? Uh, no, I only have just one channel a day because it's a ability. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I think um, Kira looks at Bricks and then down over the edge and then sort of just down at herself. Like, um... We can we can go and look and just kind of scope things out, but maybe if we're gonna go further, we should do some of that thing where we're less close to dying. Yeah, yeah. Thirty-seven from three uses of the space drug gun. All right, how much is everyone down now? Basari's down sixteen. Kira's down thirty-six plus. Or what? You did thirty-six, and what did uh, Alwyn do? Uh, seven. I'm down. I did seven to carry. I'm yeah. down so, yeah. eight now. Yeah. So like, good. Yeah, sixteen is most of Basari though, isn't it? I, it's I, almost eight, half. eighteen is pretty big on bricks <laughs> yeah. too. I would say so. I I could use a couple couple hit dos before we pop on. Yeah, I still have twenty eight charges on the cure light wand. Nice. Ooh, nine max to bricks bow. Oh yeah, love that. Uh, and then only five. That's totally fine. I'm only down four, and that is totally cool. I am very, very good with that. Um, okay, so uh, how far is this next drop? Is it ten feet? Yeah, that's a ten-footer. Yeah, now that we're out of combat, do we want to just tie ropes down <laughs> instead of jumping and hurting ourselves more? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I could I could theoretically just take two points of damage and get all the way down, which I know everyone just healed me, but I might do. I mean, uh, rope against the wall is a DC five with you can take ten on since we're not in combat. Okay, yeah, let's do that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it's important. Like, what would Brixby do? Would Brix just take a I, running leap and go for it? Yeah, would Brix I mean, Brixby's pretty enjoy, like pretty much enjoying riding his disc around, um, and he has those boots of the cat, so he feels. <laughs> So, really yes. confident. I mean, this kind of looks like I could just drop down onto this. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, that's. Only, is that only five feet? Yeah, that right there looks like that one's just a little drop, and then kind of a yeah. slanty do, and then a, another fifteen foot drop. Okay, and then yeah, you're home he'll free. come down here, and I will wait for the rope at this point with the fifteen foot drop. I want to shimmy down there too. I mean, I could still make this one, but. It'd be a profligate use of our healing. Asher puts the uh, misfired gun in his bag with his other two misfired guns. Do you uh, want me to fix that right now? Because I can. No, please okay. don't. Uh, I have. 
<laughs> I have six functional guns still. <laughs> so, uh, and so I now have two guns. functional. Put he has two working guns, uh, one on each holster still, and four more in the bag. So, uh, there are now uh, plethora of guns. Three broken guns and three misfired guns in his bag, but he still has six working guns. <laughs> A wash so with guns. guns. Um, <laughs> will put away the bow and get out a chainsaw, just in case. Or a, a plank full of chihuahuas. Then we'll toss down a rope, toss up a rope, set up a rope, tie a rope. Yeah, you can affix a rope, I assume. Somebody pitons. took the initial um, adventurer's kit and has pitons. Just secure it and make your way down. Okay. And that takes you down into the caldera of this weird underground bubble cave. And you can see in the distance the only real building is the larger large semi-dome castle-like structure uh, that's a little ways away. You described it as a stronghold last time. Yeah, it, it's got a real fortressy feel. It's got like some like stone walls and um, some nice towers, you know, sticking up. No, no real big deal. Um, and then there's sort of makeshift streets around the the grounds outside of that even though there's there's not really anything to have streets around it seems just like um somebody wanted to impose like an engineering project almost on this place where there's like a a traffic grid even though there's only the one building and these streets uh form like crisscrosses and like uniform sized blocks um all through um uh, this damp dark cave but there are littered through here like skeletal corpses dressed in, in tattered and ancient rags that look you know, vaguely Kellid in origin that are sprinkled haphazardly throughout the city but there there aren't a ton of them sometimes there's like one just sitting inside the street sometimes it's like lying face down in the middle of a square before we ran headlong in. Asher was just hoping to keep an eye, or Brixby keep an eye on the radiation detector. Where I'm like, what's this building look like? And then we go, as we walk towards it, our hair falls off, and then we just yeah. melt into a puddle. Oops. Uh, I'm cool with keeping that going, uh, but Brixby is going to be concentrating on our detect magic as we walk by corpses. Um, and it looks like the corpses were long ago stripped of anything of value. But clearly not by the Zill, since none of them have had anything on them. And the radiation, <laughs> the radiation down here is a constant low level, except like when you get close to the water. Obviously, there's stronger uh, effect. But the only real thing that's available to go inside is the stronghold itself, sitting at kind of the center of this caldera. Uh. 24 total survival looking for any signs of traffic in and in or out of the building surrounding it um it, it looks like the traffic has been pretty uniform foot traffic um in and out of the building uh, along the roads basically like they've been 
pretty strictly keeping to their own um, enforced walkways, even though there's nothing in their way elsewhere. They? Do these footprints look zillanoid or humanoid or the noid? Uh, they look, for the most part, I would say, zillanoid. <laughs> the greater zill subtype. Uh, Brixby rolled a poor knowledge engineering, a four on the die for an 18 on the stronghold to see if uh, its construction or anything else really speaks to us. Uh, it appears to have been uh, built of stone um, with no great skill at engineering, but, um, you know, a dedication to sort of rigidity of design. Brutalist Zill architecture. I like it. Very brutalist. <laughs> or just old Kellogg stuff. Uh, does a 24 <laughs> give us anything more engineering-wise? Uh, about the same. It looks like a solid structure. Uh, looks like it's been there for some time. Not like impossibly ancient, but it's been around. Do we uh, case the place? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I'd, I'd love to look it up. I'd love to figure a little bit more out about this, especially if we're going to go back and regroup, in case we need something else than what we have, right? There's the paralyzing, the poison. So, I can see a reason to prepare, but I, uh, you know, I could be talked out of this, but I'd love to maybe case the place. I'm amenable as well. As, uh, if the need arises, I can certainly we are the expedient in running back towards the service, which I guess I did get a grip point back from exploding yeah. the duder, so it's a speed boost, if need be. Back uh, up to th three grip points. Maybe I'm metagaming, but I'm just wondering if the angelic heaven-sent robot guy with the giant gun who's sole purpose in life is to hunt zills would maybe be somebody we could go get and bring back here like if we bring a zip couple of zill heads and have her explain that they wiped out her entire group like maybe we can talk the town into letting him out on a day trip uh so i don't want to dissuade this group conversation because i agree if we go back it's it's worth advocating for but I think it's pretty clear from the Elderman and Red Fang that um, while we're trusts, uh, we're still in a provisional sort of area, right? Like, I don't, I don't think we've necessarily won them over, and I don't think surrendering their only prisoner, which seems to be a way that they're keeping order, is going to happen. We might be able to take them out for, like you said, a day trip, but can't count on it. So, we're going to scope this or not. If we go back and tell, say, that very unpleasant gentleman that runs the newspaper about how a couple dozen people were taken by these horrible monsters and they're living just over here. I feel like that might make the town a bit more worried than they would be of these Technic League people who seem to be much further away and less interested in them. In that case... Maybe they'd see it as a bigger issue. They may be inclined to trust her more than they'd trust us, but it seems relying on Hoskett's character is a tenuous 
supposition at best, but I'm, in, I'm inclined to agree with both of you. The, with Brixby for some surveillance of this place and expecting that we likely won't eradicate all the Zill today in any way. And when we return to try and get you healed of your disease, we could also advocate for the Drifter's assistance tomorrow. They asked us, sort of, for help, but they don't want to give us any. If that guy back in town who writes the newspaper doesn't want to do that, I think he can be convinced. Maybe we bring him with us and he can do some real journalism when, you know, he's dragged into the earth screaming and we're unable to help because we didn't have enough friends. Kira's feeling a little bitter that, uh, that all of us are almost dying and this dude is still in jail and the people are just like, nah, he's, he's a bad guy. Yeah, Kira, I'm, um, where I'm from. Maybe where Halloween is from too. It sounds similar. I'm a very insular place. Underground Chittahom doesn't allow a lot of people in. And uh, there's something about what happens to the mind when you live in a place like that, an insular environment. It's you versus the outsiders. I worry. Anything we bring back to them, and he looks to the rest of the group. Any evidence. This, this could very easily be hung on us. I mean, look at what happened with the Yagwai. We're allegedly suspects in the potential disappearance of the farmer. So, I think that Hoskett is absolutely a losing cause. If we're going to win anybody over, it's going to be Red Tooth. But I think we need evidence, and this is important to consider. Turns to Basari. Two shifts, right? Two shifts down here. I saw those medallions. How many zills is that? How close are we to all of those bodies popping, coming down here and seeing countless hatchlings? I want to leave before anything happens to you. That is my promise to you, Halloween. You are part of our group and we look out for ourselves. Sorry, you're kind of on a pass here, so just, just don't lose the hammer, but seriously. But at the same time... He just says, I feel perfectly fine. Yeah, he's not worried. It's the player that was worried at the time. <laughs> so, sorry, Zach. Bricks is saying um, we want to keep going because we're worried tomorrow the Zill will hatch. But I'm not, like, w- won't they still hatch tomorrow? Am I missing something? So, say we go in there right now, right? And there is just a bunch of dead people filled with eggs. <laughs> right. We can just I can just fireball those MFs Got while okay, we're killing okay, okay, someone that else sense. that's in there. But depending and I mean I don't want to give Sam ideas if this wasn't <laughs> already on the table, but it's like we leave, we come back. If that's where every body of the miners went, because they said they dragged them all down here. So if that is filled with I can't even remember the amount of medallions, but like two dozen or something like that, that is mm-hmm. a potential unwinnable fight. Right. Okay. So now were they all Taken at that same time, did she say? Like at the same time as she got stuck into the wall, or were they taken like over time? Like they a third of the them wall. went first, and then um, okay. the rest were taken after. Okay, so we're dealing with two thirds of their. To- oh yeah, that is a lot of baby uh, zill. Okay. Even the lucky ones only had like four or five eggs. It seems like, so we could be anywhere from like 
only 75 sil to 120 or something wild like that. So yeah, let's just go in there and, uh, you know, oh yeah, I forgot we had this, uh, I stole the Silex back from Red Tooth. I mean, we have grenades. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's just go. Uh, okay, so then, um, I, I don't like the idea of going into stuff where we don't know what's going to happen when that thing almost murdered everyone, especially when that jerk is still over there writing lies about us, but I trust you all, and also, uh, you, Basari, you seem fine. Maybe we can keep going. I will be throwing that man off a cliff at some point. Out of character. I mean, in character, but out of character. <laughs> out of character. Kira won't be doing it, but Izzy will find Hoskins. Well, going to find a way. She's going to print out a picture of him. Ball throw it up. Right off a cliff. And throw it so hard. So, uh, here's what I think. Uh, Sam, is the... So you said dome. Open courtyard at all? Because the photo kind of looked like it had an open courtyard, but you mentioned it was more of a closed fortress. Yeah, it's um, it sort of looks like an open courtyard in the picture, but that's actually got a roof over it. So you're kind of looking at a square building or square-ish building. Okay, so there's basically there's no vertical reconnaissance we can do. Right. I don't know. If everyone's going in through the one door and the one entrance, sounds like they're not expecting anybody to climb up onto the roof. Through all those skylights that the Zell put in there, because they <laughs> love it. It's a stone structure. It's a job for what's your guys' names? Le- Leroy. Was there a Leroy involved? And Edwin. Linus. Linus. That's it. Linus. <laughs> Linus and presumably Edwin. Oh no, Edwin. I don't remember the second. Yeah, I don't remember uh, the second name. Yeah, we were we were going back and forth. <laughs> Linus and Jeff. Eleven. <laughs> Jeff, my favorite Ocean's Eleven character, <laughs> as portrayed by Jeff. <laughs> uh, right, so I, I, I just want to say this, because it's important. We can turn back anytime. Anyone wants to turn back, we can. But we owe it to the poor souls, probably laying in there right now, full of well, what's in your belly, right? As he looks at Halloween. Yeah, they deserve to die in a, a quick way. Not the way that is likely going to take them. That's We owe it to them. Screw this town. <laughs> I'm doing this for the miners at this point. Um, so, we only saw one door. Um, are you circling around it? or Circling around it? Oh, right, okay. A little reconnaissance. Yeah, a little, uh, a little stealth circle. Little sneakeroo. Stealth circ. See, Basari has decided to stay. Fair. I'm, I'm not looking at the map a rough one. anymore. She's gonna go native. You need a. Uh, do you want stealth first? Um. Yeah. If you want to give me some stealth rolls. All right. Come on, stealth. Oh, coming in hot with a total of a nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just. He's going up and he's talking to himself. He's like, I'm sneaky. <laughs> Kira's actively singing the song from um, Parks and Rec. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. As she's <laughs> with a three. I'm sorry. Three on the die. One total. Oh my God. That's I should a, have done this alone. Yeah, you sh- I don't one. know why you invited us. 
this is a great idea. Let's all sneak, Brixby. We're sneaking. Basari's just like, are we being sneaky right now? Yeah. Here shouts back to Basari. I think this is going really well. We're sneaking now. <laughs> Be sneaky. I rolled a 19 for a 30. <laughs> so there's that. Where's Brixby? I got... Exactly. It's just the disc. First ever twenty on the uh, die I bought at PaizoCon. It's the official hey. Iron God side because I couldn't figure out what the heck it was at first. It's like a weird galaxy-looking thing. So that's a twenty-three for Alwyn. He is very stealthy. So um, yeah, Alwyn and Brixby disappear while everyone else is loudly having a conversation about how sneaky they're being. I'm impressed at how stealthy <laughs> Alwyn is. It's like I can't even see him. I want to be sneaky like that. One but, um, day. Maybe. Maybe we'll work on that. This is good practice. Agree. Yeah, where did you learn to sneak? <laughs> Just eating some potato chips. <laughs> crunch, <carrots>. crunch, crunch. <laughs> no. Just dragging the tip of your sword against the like wall idly. <laughs> Where did the spurs come from? Jingle, jingle, jingle. I'm imagining the thing my dad does in movie theaters, which is when he gets like the cup of the like the Slurpees and then like shakes it the whole time. He's like, got to rearrange that ice. Yeah, there you go. So we all grab our Slurpees from the Slurpee River. Oh no! Big fortitude saves. The good thing is the styrofoam can hold it just fine because it's not going to biodegrade anytime soon. It's uh, true. The dark lands are just like the east coast. Styrofoam oh. is still okay for some reason. Oh no! Turns out it wasn't radioactive at all. It's just filled with Seven Eleven Mountain Dew slushies. <laughs> still, just as bad for your health. Still causes the con damage and everything, though. <laughs> so a um, circle around the stronghold, which of course takes up an entire city block in this otherwise empty city reveals there's only the one entrance. It doesn't seem like anyone is coming out to greet you. Now that you're close to it, there are cartouches of, you know, four-armed insectoid horrors carved into the wall, especially around the entrance. Your typical beheading humanoids, um, ovipositoring humanoids, just like lots of very zill-forward Zills as conquerors kind of artwork, um, and it's just carved into the stone. They're not—they're not great artists. They're very utilitarian people. The Zill. How tall um, is the structure? It's a one-story structure, but it's a—it's a good twenty-foot-tall uh, story. Hmm. Okay. Should I get up on the roof, Brixby, for old time's sake? Uh, yeah. If you wanna—if you wanna leap on up there. Um, there's something good. I could I could join you with the disc. While Asher does that, we should ready ourselves about the door. Perhaps, or if we make noise, we just, you know, if we ready a bunch of actions to attack the first Zill that walks through the door, that would be a creative idea, right? We get a surprise round. Never done that again before. <laughs> Those are banned. Fumes are getting to break speed down there. <laughs> Never done that oh, no. again. <laughs> Never again out. have we done that. But yeah, if Asher jumps up, we might want to prepare ourselves for the um, inevitable Zill rush. Kiki. 
Alright, you gonna make make that roll to jump up on the roof? I'm thinking about it. Uh, it's a DC 20 to get five feet up. And for every foot after that, it's an additional plus four. So to get up, and I mean, I can double jump. I'm not worried about that. I'm just trying to think if it's even, if if 20 is, is too high or not. Could be looking at uh, 40 to get up 10 feet. <laughs> <laughs> So and in, in in cutting twenty in half, I'm just gonna do some quick math. That's ten ten. Um, does it look like any of these cartouches are something that could be like handholds? If somebody were only make it up part way and then <laughs> jump again, I, I don't think that that they're the best um, climbing apparatus. I don't think. How close? Are, are there, is this, you mentioned it's like in a city square, so it's not like there's conveniently like a cavern wall on one side that I can just Samus wall jump off? Nah, it's pretty far away. Can Asher get on my disc, and while I do my 15 feet up and down, jump at the apex of this, <laughs> giving him Firing essentially a 10-foot leap off the disc itself. Otherwise, I can just go and turn it into spurn gravity and fly up there, but that's way less fun. Oh, I mean, if you can get me up 10 feet, that's easy, man. Yeah, just, I mean, you you can get on the disc and, and I can go up as long as I return to the ground within my 30 feet of movement. I could go doot doot 10-10 uh, with maybe 5 feet for angle still yeah. do it yeah. it still makes it only like a 15-ish feet or something yeah it still would even out into 30 of my movement so I could do it if Sam allows it yeah, go for <laughs> it it's, it's like a pure Super Mario level at this point so with the alley-oop alright gets me up 10 feet into the air uh, I'm gonna try it the first time without spending the grip point so I only ha- so I just need to roll an 8 or higher Okay, I, I rolled a 13, so it's nice. 21, uh, but I realize that actually is only five feet, so I have to do a second jump. So, uh, he actually realizes mid-jump, oh, I should have <laughs> oh, spent no. that grit point, and then spends <laughs> the grit point as a swift action. <laughs> Jumps again. Double jump. This is so goofy. I love it. Kicks off the wall and goes higher. Yeah, this is one I want animated. Yeah, so he does uh, not gracefully, uh, but because uh, he double jumped, he does make it. Uh, He gets, he get. uh, I needed to roll a uh, a zero on the die for the second five feet because the uh, the speed boost gives me plus twenty total to acrobatics, uh, and it's DC twenty to jump five feet. And you can't crit fail a skill check when you're all one. So the first jump was a 21, to, and then the second jump was also a 21. Wow. <laughs> one, was with a, one was with a plus eight, and the other one was not. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I made it. Uh, uh, he made Asher's atop the structure, only wasting a grip point. Wasting? Doubt it. Investing. All right, so Asher... 
<laughs> climbs up on the disc, floats up ten feet into the air, jumps, kicks off of the air itself like Mega Man X, <laughs> that just sort of barely clears the lip of the roof, <laughs> kind of stumbling, <gasps> lands up there. Um, it's not used to the disc. That's what it's going to blame it on. Yeah, the disc just... It's not a normal the surface. traction is, is all wonky. Yeah, you can't make that jump without positive traction. I'm just going to keep making that one My Cousin Vinny reference. But... <laughs> uh, the view from up here is pretty nice. As you're standing on this ceiling. Uh, or of the roof of this stronghold. But this is a pretty uniform structure uh there's no skylights or really any adornments up here it's definitely built with a utilitarian style and though we did just burn a solid 10 minutes um getting you up here there's not really anything to see well asher thinks to himself Wasn't at all a waste. It was good exercise, kind of stretching, blood flow, etc. And uh, I was impressed. That was good jumping and flying. She shouts up I to Asher we had from the roof. Seen with us for a second. Good job. I thought that was one of the. I thought you were playing one of the seals. Oh <laughs> terrifying. Don't get hurt on the way down. Slow clap Twice coming the from the shadows. Of slow clapping. Just twat. <laughs> Asher is thinking about uh, heading along the roof to the front of the building and kind of readying in case something comes out to have a nice higher ground. You said it's 20 feet. He's got a touch range of 25. Uh, feels pretty good about that. Uh, and we'll just kind of post up to see if uh, he's attracted any undue attention. Not that that's ever happened when he's been on a roof before, but just in case. Well, does anybody want to roll any perception checks? See if there's any attention being paid. Love a good percept. For Rick's bow for a 14. (laughs) Your natural one is better than my 12. (laughs) Which gave me a 10. Um, Also a 12 for a 23. Whoa. Don't worry about me then. I felt pretty good with my 17 for a hot second. (laughs) What was that total, Izzy? Uh, 23. With a 23. You can hear breathing coming from probably pretty close to the door. Seems like maybe somebody's waiting just inside. Uh, yeah, so Kira will, uh, um, I'm pretty sure there's someone just on the other side of that door. If we're still sneaking or not, either way. Uh, Asher. I could think of a way to knock. If you want to make an entrance. 
chaotic neutral appears above <laughs> Brixby's head as he says this. Asher was posted up on the roof and he his 17, I don't know if that was enough to hear any breathing from the roof 20 feet up. Probably not. So it's like, hmm, I can just kind of hop down here, fall prone, take some damage. It'll be, it'll be fun. Lands on Brixby in the disc, <laughs> crushes me. Thank you. Uh, yeah, 25 acrobatic is enough to reduce that falling damage. Uh, so I'll only take the 1d6. Ah, max damage, though, 6. Rude. The dice don't lie. I could roll sense motive on the dice, but... That's fine. Oh, you can roll a grenade through this door and see what happens. <laughs> same, well, same. Grenades take an extra round to explode. I could just. And he, like, unsh- he <laughs> takes the very impressively secured grenade launcher out, holsters his gun, and uh, points it at the door. Is I'm guessing it's a closed like a double door or a single door it's like your your big kind of banded um i guess it would be a stone door there's not really any wood down here to speak of so it's like a big stone door hanging there um but not double because that'd be impractical given how hard it is to make doors out of stone to begin with fair well then uh Asher will ready to, once this door is opened, either by the uh, heavy breather inside, which I'm convinced is Hoskit in a Richard Nixon mask, uh, or <laughs> if Kira forces the door open, or you know, one of the other strong characters like Brixby, uh, then Asher will launch a grenade from the grenade launcher to explode an impact. Uh, Inside, once it's you know, curious that whoever opens the door is if if a friend opens the door, he will make sure she's not in the radius of the grenade. I would love to open a door, <laughs> um, which I think will be played as uh, Kira sees Asher get the grenade launcher out, um, and sort of puts two and two together. It's like, oh, okay, I can help with this. Um, and not do that thing that you don't like for some reason of where I stand next to you while you hold the grenade, except for I don't know why you would have the grenade in the first place if it's going to explode. Yes, door. Uh, And I would like to try and open the door. And before we find out what happens when Kira opens that door, I'm going to bed. Good night, Sam. Good night, Sam. Good night, Sam. Good night, Sam.
the Machine is property of Network Against the Machine LLC, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are property of ISO Publishing. See their website for more details. Theme Against the Machine was written and performed by our own Zach. See the show notes for additional music and sound licensing. If you enjoyed the show, we encourage you to leave us a review. You know there's a Mountain Dew cookbook, right? Are you familiar with this? Oh, there is one out there. No. I, okay. We'll <laughs> okay. Stop everything. <laughs> it's going on the podcast account. We haven't paused enough this up. Let's let's, yeah, let's pull the bad going. Let's, let's this take episode's going to be two hours with ninety minutes of outtakes. Now it's fine. Shh.